You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. You also get us on YouTube.com slash Catholic Chicago here on WNDZ, 750. Father Greg Sacco is the rector of the cathedral in Chicago and co-host Mark Teresi, executive you. director. How are you, Mark? I'm very fine. What a beautiful day. Gorgeous day. Uh, Sunday was incredible. Monday was horrible. And then yesterday, or when Tuesday getting better, yesterday was beautiful, and talking today, like 80, and tomorrow, all day rain. And here's a little cue for folks. 6.30, I come from the north, the drive. Uh, 6.30 is a good time. Came right in. 7 o'clock, forget it. You're going to add another 45, 50 minutes to your travel And my brother left on Tuesday morning from Park Ridge, uh, to get downtown Chicago, he left at 10 after 6 in the morning on the Kennedy, came downtown at almost 8 o'clock. Yeah. Almost 8 o'clock. So my brother said, do I have to leave at 4 o'clock in the morning on the Kennedy? It is just, if you can get to those express lanes, you got a shot, but then it started bottlenecking as you try to get off at Ohio there, into the cars back into Indiana, but it's... Uh, Folks, is, you got to find alternate routes, right. but it's it's tough because everyone's hitting Lakeshore Drive or the Eisenhower, and uh, we have a great great program lined up again three one two two five five eight four zero eight, and we are not alone in the studio. Base Chicago reimagines pathways to success for urban youth by combining sports and academic opportunities with a distinctive methodology rooted in excellence, belief, and love. The organization provides a range of pro- programming, including academic, STEM tutoring, violence prevention, and life skills, healthy lifestyle guidance, and high-quality baseball and softball skills training. The Bay Chicago's Clubhouse and Learning Center become a beacon of hope on Chicago's west side. The goal of the base is to ensure that 100% of Bay student athletes graduate from high school, and have the support and resources they need to develop their individual game plans for success, whether that includes matriculating to college or entering a job training program. We focus on developing good citizens who make good decisions, steering them away from violence, gang activity, and other negative behaviors. Joining us live in the studio for the full hour are Rich Schultz and Eric Davis. Good morning, Rich. Eric, welcome to the program. Good morning, Father Greg. It is great to have you. Now, folks, many of you know that I love, I love sports. And uh, I have to say that Eric Davis, former college Houston Cougar, was part of that team 
uh, uh, Phi Slamma Jamma, and you roomated you you were roommates with uh, Akeem Olajuwon. He was my roommate father. <laughs> <laughs> he was Eric's roommate, and Eric Davis also played one year with the Houston Oilers in the NFL, and uh, and Earl Campbell played with you. I, I played with Earl Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> And then, weren't you also the uh, the captain of the uh, Houston Cougars? I was very fortunate to be the captain, but uh, probably the best team I played for and the teammates that I loved the most were at uh, Amundsen High School. Oh, oh great! Yeah. Our right here in Chicago. What class were you? Uh, I graduated high school in 1978. So you high school class of 78. <laughs> I was Notre Dame High School college uh, college prep in 71, and. Then from Amundsen, you went to Houston. Yes. But then when you were at Amundsen, you also played four years basketball. Yes. And also football. Yes. And it, uh, it's amazing. So I, 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 I could talk sports with Erica the whole hour, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I remember you and that great team, the Houston Cougars, and you made it to the finals. We made it that year to the final four. And uh, we lost to a skinny kid from North Carolina oh. uh, that you guys may know in Chicago named Michael Jordan. I think, wow. I, I think we've heard the name. Mm-hmm. I think we've heard the name. That's right. They beat you in the final, not the, the game, but the game, the final In the four, semifinals. Semifinals, in the semifinals. And then, of course, I've known Rich and the family because I arrived at St. Mary of the Woods in Edgebrook in 1992 as the associate pastor. That's right. Became pastor in 97. And you and Anne moved in around 99 or 2000? Yes, that's right. And you remember sitting, tell us about how you remember so, sitting in my office. I met the base six years ago, and obviously sports is part of their mission. And I thought about it, and I said, you know, Father Greg, I remember sitting in your office that day, and you had sports memorabilia everywhere. And I, <laughs> that was the one thing that stuck with me. It was a great, it was a great interview, and we were at St. Mary of the Woods until... We moved to Glen Ellen and went went to St. Petronell, but uh, but that's yeah that's how I, that's how I remember to contact you about Eric and all the good work they're doing at the base. Now, I knew you would now enjoy folks, it. when uh, Rich and Ann came to my office, they were not in trouble. They <laughs> they came to register in the parish, and I registered every family coming into St. Mary of the Woods. That's we had right. a great conversation yep. because you and I were talking sports. Yep, we got talking. Right. We got talking. Now, you went to what high school where, Rich? I went to Wheaton St. Francis. Class of? I uh, graduated in 89. What a youngster. I did not know that you went to Niles, Notre Dame. That's where my father and his identical twin brother graduated from, as well as all my mom's brothers. Now, your dad graduated <coughs> Notre Dame what year, high school? He was the first class to go four years through Notre Dame in the fi- late 50s, I, I believe. I was going to say about around 58 or 59, yeah. the first four-year class. Yeah, that's exactly. Dick and and Don Schultz, they were identical twins. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that was my high school there, and it, uh, well, maybe just for a moment, and uh, Mark, jump in any time, Yeah, you can tell how (laughs) into sports I am. (laughs) Mark, Mark, thank you for coming today, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe for our listeners, first of all, the name, two things, the name Base Chicago, how did it get its name, and for many of our listeners, what is base Chicago. Eric? Yeah, um, how we came to Chicago is the uh, base Chicago was actually created in Boston. And when Theo Epstein came to take over the Chicago Cubs, he, being part of the base in Boston, wanted to do something for Chicago youth. Uh, 
And that something was he and his twin brother wanted to create a base in Chicago. And we looked at neighborhoods, and he asked us initially, Frank Brim and myself, where would we like to put it? And we knew that if, if he was talking about it being in Hyde Park or Wrigleyville, we wouldn't be very interested in that. But when he said, no, no, I want to put it in a community that's struggling, and we looked at Inglewood, and we looked at West Garfield Park, and we looked at North Lawndale, and we chose to place it in West Garfield Park because the difficulties that community was having. And we kind of put ourselves out as a sports-based program because that attracts young people to the program, but we have fully moved to a position of being more academic and this is what I can say, Father. We market ourselves as a sports-based program. We have developed no Division I athletes, and we have, de- we have developed no professional athletes. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> but we have developed 30 kids that are in college. Many of them have graduated. Many of them will go on to be great citizens of this and city. And that's the success. That is the absolute success. Now, how do you two connect? So about six and a half years ago, I was, I was a commercial real estate broker by trade, and I was contacted by the Executives Club of Chicago. They had said, Theo Epstein's bringing a nonprofit idea to Chicago. They need a space. Would you like to help? They knew I liked sports. They knew I liked giving back. And I said, absolutely. That's when I met Frank and Eric. We went looking for sites, and we looked all around West Garfield Park. And Eric ended up finding, he's a better commercial real estate broker than I am, he found the site where they're at. It's an old Chicago public school that was shut down at one time, Marconi School. And so that's where they ended up. And so I just loved meeting them. And I sat with Eric for the first time on Michigan Avenue at a restaurant for, I could have sat there for days listening to his stories. And that's when I fell in love with the base mission, what they were doing. I love our city. I wanted to support it how I could, and this is definitely a platform that I believed in, so I just wanted people to hear what I heard. And so they asked me to join their advisory board. I've been there, the chairman of their advisory board for years now, um, and it's been a blast, and we've been having a good time. They've become some of my dear friends. Now, maybe I missed something here. Uh, Eric, how did you and, I guess, Frank come to this creation or this idea Did Theo Epstein approach you or something? Theo Epstein did approach us, uh, along with a gentleman named Robert Lewis, who is the actual creator of the Bay Chicago. When Theo approached, um, I was actually working for Major League Baseball, uh, running the Youth Academy at UIC for Curtis Granderson in Major League Baseball. And, you know, my mom always instructed me, before you leave a job, make sure you have a better job. And uh, working for Major League Baseball is a pretty sweet job. Mm -hmm. But no job that I've ever had is sweeter than working in West Garfield Park for the Bay Chicago. Now, why? I have community connection, family connection. Um, I do everything. I have this great title, but I sweep the floors, I mop the floors, I wipe noses, but I meet with the mayor. I meet with the governor. The governor. I'm here with you, Father Craig. I do everything, and 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 I enjoy no, being. Look at, look at Mark laughing. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put him in the same. But anyway. Oh, thank you, for, thank I'm you kidding. for sharing that, Mark. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we we've known each other 50 years. Yeah. We're best of friends. We we give each other a hard time every day. So we're we, this is. I normal. would put him the, in that. And place, by the way, by the way, we we give each other a hard time. On the air, off the air. <laughs> so it uh, doesn't change. That's a sign of a great friendship there. So, 
And I think you've really had it, you know, you've talked, you wipe noses, you mop floors, you're part of the community. And what I'm really guessing for you, Eric, has made a profound difference that you are oh. giving back to the community. Well, um, <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is that uh, Frank Brim is a retired Chicago firefighter. I am a, sh a retired Chicago police officer. And quickly in our retirement, we realized that we still love providing service and giving service. So this was an opportunity for us to continue giving service to the city that we love. Wow. And it's interesting because I was at Mercy Home for seven or eight years, Mercy Home for Boys and Girls. Father Jim Close, Father Scott Daniel, they always said there, there's one reason, two reasons for Mercy Home, to change lives or to save lives. And I'm sure that's some of what you're doing. And maybe there's a story uh, that comes to mind for each of you that you could share in terms of, you know, it's a one life at a time. And In fact, before, that's a great question, Mark. Let's take a break. Take a break. We're going to save that for when we come back. Right. We'll, 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 we'll lead with that one. Mark, take a break. WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Or you can go to YouTube dot com slash catholic chicago and we when we come back we'll hear some stories of our base young people and how it's a ministry that you're doing you're saving you're changing lives and it'll be an honor to hear those stories and how they've changed your life we'll be back in a few minutes please stay tuned Adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship programs provide a free opportunity for young adults to spend time with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youth aged 9 through 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers service friends who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports every relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that can help young adults build confidence and enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. To learn more, visit catholiccharities.net or call 312-655-7970 in Cook County and 847 782-4224 in Lake County. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. This is year 44 for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed, what, what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. 
<laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. back WNDZ 750 AM Catholic Chicago 312-255-8408 you can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago we're with Rich Schultz Eric Davis we're talking and is I don't know if Frank is going to be joining us um, we're talking about um, base Chicago working with young people really across the board in terms of all areas sports uh, academics but before the break I had said, um, you know, it's changing or saving lives, and maybe each of you could share a story that has impacted your life in terms of the work that you're doing. I call it ministry. Well, um, for me, um, when we initially took over at the base, uh, many of our youngsters were not completing high school at great rates uh, in the West Garfield Park community. And uh, just yesterday, I had the opportunity to uh, speak to Captain Ahu from uh, West Point Military Academy. And he has great interest in five of our kids. Mm -hmm. we, we have kids now that go to universities like the Miami of Ohio's. Um, we have a graduate from uh, NYU. Wow. wow. Um, we have numerous kids that go to the University of Illinois. And we're excited that we're changing a, a culture, a way of thinking. Uh, because we strongly believe that education and being educated is the true key to success. Mm -hmm. And we're just so excited that uh, our young people and their parents are buying in. So that's probably the thing that is most exciting. Mm -hmm. How about for you, Rich, a story? So I think the biggest thing for me is they're, they're creating hope in uh, – the West Garfield Park community for certain kids. Um, one thing that they had mentioned to me early on was, you know, Rich, there's a lot of kids, young kids in this community that have never been outside of the community. They've, some mm -hmm. have never seen the lakefront. And even when he worked in Cabrini Green as a Chicago police officer, he told me that some of the kids had never been to the lakefront. And I'm, I could not believe that. And so that's one of the things we've been doing as the base is taking the kids. You just showed a picture of us. We had a, a program with Sea Scouts where we took the kids out sailing out on Lake Michigan. Wow. And to see the smiles on some of these kids' faces was pretty unbelievable because they've never done that before. They've been on a boat. We just came back from L.A. with a large group of children for something that we'll go into later. But we did a, a tour of UCLA's campus. That was fantastic. We had professors speak to us there. Um, it was just neat seeing the, the, the hope and the expressions on these kids' faces. And they've come up to me. You know, you read about things in the news. 
But it's when you meet these kids. That's why I'm big on bringing my kids down there and introducing my friends and family to come meet these kids because I had a young kid at one time, it was around Christmas time, come chasing after me, and he's tugging on my shirt saying, Sir, thank you for helping us. Wow. And it was this little kid wow. must have been seven years old. And he said, Thank you. And so that hit me hard. And then another story real quick. On the wall, there was a collage. It was around Christmas time. It was an art collage. In the center of it, it said, what do you want for Christmas? And all these kids in crayon and writing, little kids wrote on it, a phone, a car, a video game, what you'd expect. But sprinkled throughout it was, I want to be alive next year. Mm -hmm. There were multiple spots on this board. It wasn't just one thing. I should have taken a picture of that because that hit me hard. And that's when I said, I went home. And I went, okay, to all my friends in the Catholic community. This is one reason why we're here. Stepped up. I said that was a network I needed to go to to help, you know, introduce them to the base and the mission. So, I mean, to, for a child to put down as a Christmas wish, I hope to be alive <coughs> next yeah. year. That's right. Because what they see in their neighborhood, daily <coughs> killings, it's, um, I'm sure Eric and Rich, for both of you and for the counselors, the young pe- the people that work with the young people, the stories they hear from their home life, from the neighborhood, when they tell you that uh, my uncle was shot, my brother was killed, and it's just got to be day after day. W- and it's uh, share a little bit about that, Eric, in terms of uh, what you hear daily from these young people. Um, w- without a doubt, Father Greg, uh, West Garfield Park is one of the toughest neighborhoods in Chicago. And we made a decision, you know, five years ago at the base that we could go out and explain our community in that way. Um, but we didn't want to give shock value because we live under that. And most importantly, we wanted to explain the good things that were starting to happen in West Garfield Park. But most importantly, we wanted to give our young people new experiences to change their way of thinking, to instill hope, and, and to let them know that there is a future. And what we do is, as pillars of the, of the base, our kids get a sports experience. Anywhere we go, they're going to do college tours. But the biggest thing that we do is community service. Mm-hmm. Um, many people in poor communities have been indoctrinated to being recipients. And being a recipient all the time cripples you. We want them to take what you need, but learn how to give. And in in giving, we have uh, actually a couple things this weekend. Um, Actually tonight, I will be uh, participating with some other great organizations with uh, SVP in a, what's called a fast pitch competition. And uh, On Saturday, our kids will be out participating um, in Naperville at a pint for Kim, a blood drive for folks with, you know, of course, major injuries, Mm -hmm. um, cancer. And our kids are learning to give, to be givers. And I don't think that's just good for kids in West Garfield Park. I think that's good for all of us mm-hmm. um, with what social media is and how so many people are, are inundated with it's all about me. We have to get back to it's all about we. And that's what we try to push and give experiences to for our kids, how to be 
good folks, how to be engaged folks. And I think that is what's going to improve our city. So we don't have to talk about the violence in the West Garfield Parks and the Inglewoods. Um, it's going to build leaders that will build up those communities. So what we provide are the tools so we can hand off a community to young people that will lead it in the future. Beautiful. Wow. And what about corporate? How does, how do you, you're excited about it. How do you get that corporate community connected to that that's vision? That's right. So that's one of the that's one of the connections that I have. Being a commercial real estate broker, I deal with corporations, small, the medium size, the large companies, and I said they need to hear, they need to meet Eric and Frank mm -hmm. because I'm telling you, as you get to know them, they will become your best friends, and I guarantee all of you out there that will meet them, you'll think the same way. Um, so we just started introducing. We started as a grassroots campaign. I met them when they just had an idea. Theo gave them, Theo and Paul gave them the initial seed money, but it was up to them to make something of this. It was mm -hmm. a grassroots campaign. And so we just took to social media and we were posting as much to the three of us, Frank, you, me, and then Kim Hammond as well. <clears throat> and we just tried to draw in as many of a network as we possibly could. Corporations would come to their events, started sponsoring and donating. And Eric had two of the biggest and we dreamed of the day that a big company would come mm -hmm. to the table to validate them and it was michael yadgar of ernst and young eny came to the table he called eric and said he wanted to get involved he didn't just come and donate and and sponsor things he wanted to roll up his sleeves with his team and get in, involved and eric can explain that a little bit later right at, immediately after that sap lou meshlam of sap the head of cloud saw what Michael was doing, he wanted part of it. He brought his team in. And so it's just turned into this thing where the corporate world can help. And that's what we've been trying to do. And this other thing with Jeremy Renner that we have now, he's put a global spotlight on them. Mm -hmm. And so all we wanted to do is spotlight and people to hear their story. We don't need to sell it. We just need them to hear their story because they'll understand why we're talking so much about uh, Just to switch gears for a moment, the actual building facility is open to the young people, what, five days a week, seven days a week? <laughs> I wish, <laughs> Father. I wish. My wife would love for that to happen. <laughs> the building, we opened it up six years ago at 4 p.m. in March, and we haven't closed it yet. Wow. We're there 24 hours a day if they need us. And, and many times, Father, our kids do need us in the middle of the night yeah. because mm -hmm. we provide true and real wraparound services. If our kids are hungry at night, we go provide. If our kids are cold at night, if there's a problem at their home, they can call us. See, this, I would love if all we had to do is roll balls out mm -hmm. yeah. and, 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 and work four to nine, like it says on the door. But when you're in the business of making true change and saving lives, as I would say, what are God's hours? Yeah, 24-7. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so which means then you have then uh, facilitators, uh, people on staff that they can come in morning, noon, and night, <coughs> and the doors are open. Yes, Father, you're looking at them. <laughs> no, <laughs> my my. Well, you're looking at him too. Yes. He has the same idea. You're ministering as a priest. 24-7. You got Father ends. Rich here and Father Eric here <laughs> yes. and yes. Father Mark. Yes. yes. Father, father of four, grandfather of six, one more on the way. Um, 
But what I, I was wondering as you're talking, because part of my background is fundraising, how do you raise the funds? I mean, if our listeners are saying, boy, that's a wonderful mission. How can I help? Great question. Well, um, I'll tell you, there, there's an interesting way that we, we send our kids now to schools like Fenwick, wow. to, to Providence St. Mel, to DePaul. And uh, how we do that is we sell our swag, our T-shirts, our hats, mm-hmm. our sweatshirts. And we do that for two reasons. One, it's a great way to build resources on a very small level so mm-hmm. everyone can participate. And the other thing is, is when you wear our insignia, it says you support the mission. Our Mm -hmm. kids see people around the city of Chicago with their T-shirt on, and they know that means I support what you're doing. I'm behind what you're doing. And that's very important for kids that have been isolated in communities like Inglewood and West Garfield Park and North Lawndale. So I would suggest that uh, folks go to www.org. TheBaseShy.org. One more. Give that one more time, Eric. www.TheBaseShy.org. And go to our store and purchase a T-shirt, a hat, and support the mission. You know, of course I could say, you know, send your million-dollar check to <laughs> but But you know what? I want everyone to participate. I want this to be a movement because this is a movement that's going to improve our city. Now, real, real quick, we have to back. Mark, take us to Brig. I got a question on the okay. way back. WNDZ seven fifty AM Catholic Chicago three one two two five five eight four zero. You go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back. Father Greg has a question on base Chicago. It's gonna be a fascinating question. We'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs> Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program has assisted thousands of single parents who are working to become more self-sufficient through education and employment opportunities. Our experienced case managers accompany participants for up to five years on their journey to identify, address, and break down barriers to improving their quality of life and achieving meaningful goals for themselves and for their families. Professional, compassionate assistance is offered in a safe and trusting environment as participants develop the skills needed to become financially stable and able to support themselves. Every achievement starts with a decision to try. To learn more about Catholic Charities Family Self-Sufficiency Program, call 847-782-4233 or visit catholiccharities.net. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. 
You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it's, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarian fund or call 312-534-7959. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Teresa here, 312-255-8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Uh, Father Greg, you have a question of our guests? Yes, a uh, qu quick question, Eric, and that is, you said before the break that if someone gave you a million dollars, well, if someone were to write a check tomorrow for $100,000, how would that be used? If someone wrote us a check tomorrow for $100,000, that would go into our fund to purchase the building that we're in. We're currently renting in the school that was uh, shut down um, about eight years ago. Um, that would go in the fund to actually purchase the building because I think we are in a position now that we should own the building because we think we could do more comprehensive work for the community. We could allow other nonprofits to come in and truly have one location where we could have wraparound services for a whole community. What's the price of the building? I don't to know. be determined. Th that's going to be determined. Maybe you could put a number out there. <laughs> uh, well, because I, I mean, my experience is uh, there are maybe somebody out there that would be capable of a larger gift and want to make that impact. And if you don't add, what's the thing John Conley had said? Yeah, it, um, but oh, when you ask for money, it's difficult to get. If you don't ask for it, it's impossible to get. That's true. It's a, it's a great line from John Connolly. I think going back to that question is a big thing for Frank and Eric that they've said is they need to control their own facility. So we've looked at we've we've looked at many different facilities around the West Garfield Park area. And and the only reason why they want to control it is because then they can set their calendar so the kids know and they can grow it even more. How many kids do you have now? 300 and 300 300 kids now. So so 300 kids kind of come in and out of the facility daily, weekly, monthly. Yeah. And and uh, But all kids are welcome. And what's the age group, by the way? Uh, our kids are 8 to 18, but uh, now we have kids that are older who still come for mentoring um, to use our computer space. Uh, we give them help in, in connecting to employment. So actually, we, we are probably from 8 to about 22 or 23, but we find out that uh, a lot of our parents are young parents. Mm -hmm. 
So we set up programming and mentoring, uh, mentoring and leadership programming um, that is inclusive of their parents, too. Uh, because when we first got to the base, we had a number of kids that were 13, 14, 15, and uh, their parents weren't 30 years old yet. Mm. So we knew that uh, there was some information that they didn't get. So we wanted to stop that cycle, and we want to make our programming inclusive. And that's what we've begun to do. So also, I'd be right in saying that uh, when you, the young people enter the building, they've entered a safe haven, which... In most, in a lot of neighborhoods, you say you walk up and down the street, not a problem. But in the West Garfield Park area, to walk into your building, your facility, Base Chicago, they've walked into a place where they are safe. I would definitely say that. Um, there are a number of uh, young people that come because they want the sports experience. Anyone that comes to the base will give you the sports experience, but you have to have the academic experience as well. There are some kids that want to just come and do the academic piece. But the beautiful thing is, is there are some kids that come because they just want to belong. Mm -hmm. And they just... And not to come, a gang. Not to a gang. To something positive, to something safe, and they're welcome to. And uh, our, 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 one of our mottos is one, two, three, base, four, five, six, family. And that's how we operate as a family, you know, not just in the building, but when you go to school with someone from the base, you treat him like your brother, like your sister, and they look out for each other. And that has been the most powerful thing, seeing our kids take leadership roles in their schools, in their communities, and in their homes. So we really think the program is working. We're really excited about it. And most people are trying to scale up. Most people are trying to make their program the biggest program in the city. Now then, but then just help us out for a second then, either uh, Rich or uh, Eric, and that is you must have other adults that work with you that welcome, that are teaching, that are doing the sports. So how many are out there as part of this community that are helping you either give their time once a week, three times a week, every day, how many are out there? And how can people connect with you that way? So a lot of it's volunteers as well. Mm -hmm. And they even have students that they have summer programs that My Shy, My Future, they had that hired the kids to work during the summer at the base. I, don't, I can't remember if there were 13 or 15. Yeah, we, we hire our, our older kids to be mentors nice. and interns to teach the younger kids. And that's a twofold thing. It employs the older kids but it builds a connection with the older kids giving direction to the younger kids in the same community. And our younger kids can look at the older kids and aspire to be like them. Mm -hmm. So it really works well for us. And we are putting all these things in place, Father, because as I was saying before, instead of scale up, Frank Brim and I are working very hard to put ourselves out of business. So the services that we provide in West Garfield Park are no longer needed. Mm -hmm. And that's our goal. And we see the kids and the parents in the community working very hard to help us reach our goal. I like that. Back to that question, I just want to add one thing because there, I want to show them uh, how thankful we are. Is The Chicago Police Baseball Team, the Knights, mm -hmm. they've been a very key volunteer group for the base since 
the base started. Yeah. They they trained the base kids in baseball on mm. their on their off time. They didn't get paid, and there are multiple, and they bring them to events. They have fundraisers for the base, so it's a great partnership. I want to go back to the building, uh, and I want to share a brief story, uh, but just it hopefully gives you hope. But your social media involvement and the need for the building. When I was at Mercy Home, we had a call. In fact, John Connolly, who we had just mentioned before, he was our major guest person. He brought me with, it was a woman, a Jewish woman, so it was a Catholic entity, but we took care of all kids. Uh, she responded to a mailing. We had a third-party endorsement from the Tribune. They did a story, which would be great for you guys, for them to do something like that. Never been connected to Mercy other than a gift. We went to visit her. She said, I'm so impressed with the mission. I want to put you in my will. Seven figures from a realization that the mission connected with her heart. And, and you have that mission, and you have the social media, and I would just say, don't be surprised if there are folks out there that would significantly look at that building and say, that's gonna give a lot of kids hope. So um, I lived it, you know, I, I couldn't believe it, but there are those folks out there that will connect with your mission, with your hard work, and with your heart. And um, you just have to keep doing the social media stuff and make sure they know um, how impactful the work is that you're doing. So, Mark, it's, it's interesting you say that. That mission and that passion, that's what I saw in them. And, that, and at times I get my friends like, Rich, the J. Rich Company, where's that? Where's your company? You need to, aren't you, you're working so much on the base. I, I like to spread my time because I believe in their mission and it's that it's it's what I feel passionate about helping, and that's why I'm so involved. It's what you're and called people, to. You're called to want it. to do this. You're called to it. I mean, so. you're you're responding. You're responding the call, and, and, and that's powerful. That's powerful to share that with Phil. Let me ask you, Rich, you are so involved in Base Chicago, and even when you talk about it with me on the phone, or even today, mm -hmm. you have a, a passion for this. Why? What, what is it about Base Chicago that has so touched your life and changed your life? Uh, that's a good question. I would have to say I've been the underdog in life, and I've seen some of the, I've seen some of the kids overlooked, some of these kids that have major talent. Some mm -hmm. of the smartest kids reside there that I've met. And it's just playing with a chip on my shoulder. Love. We say that all the time is, I want to fight for these kids that want, want to dream and want to get into professional careers and be doctors and lawyers. So that's really what it is. I, I, I fighting for the underdog. Fighting for the underdog. And it's kind of what I do in my business. My brother and I own our own company. We're a small real estate shop in Chicago, but we go up against the biggest of Chicago institutional real estate companies negotiating. And uh, it's just what I enjoy. I love fighting for the underdog, the smaller companies. How about for you, Eric? I'll tell you, it's, uh, it just seems to be the natural thing to do. Um, my family came here from South Carolina. My mother and father have six years of education. And Chicago gave us hope. Chicago, the city that a lot of people talk badly about, the city that a lot of people trash. 
Um, Chicago gave us housing. Chicago gave us hope. Chicago gave me and my brothers uh, careers being uh, Chicago police officers. And I just thought that since I was given so much, I should give back. That's amazing. And the thing is, what's interesting is that you come from Amundsen High School, Houston Cougar, played Division One basketball, tremendous team. Uh, uh, Akeem Leishwan played with you. Yes. And it, uh, yes. <laughs> part of, you know, uh, sl- uh, uh, Phi Jamma and Houston Oilers. There are so many things you could have done with your life, but you're, as a Chicago police officer, when I see, and Mark, the same thing, we see Chicago police officers, men and women downtown, I go up to them and say, thank you. You are truly our unsung heroes in this city, all that you go through, and every day you get up, you're putting your life on the line, and your years as a police officer, many years in Cabrini Green, uh, in that, in serving, serving that area, and upon retirement, you've continued to serve the people of God because we're all God's children, and by giving back along with Rich. Mark, take us to break. WNDZ, 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. You can go to youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. We'll be back for our closing section uh, of our show and continue to talk about Base Chicago and hopefully how people can get involved and support this wonderful mission. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. 
and we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. back, WNDZ 750 AM, Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408, Father Greg Sackwitz, Mark Tracy here. You can see us on youtube.com slash catholicchicago. We're talking with um, Rich Schultz, Eric Davis about base Chicago, um, takes a village, takes a village. How did that village get built? So when we first started six years ago, as I said, there was Three, a handful of us trying to push our message out on social media just to let anybody hear it and get any audience we could. And growing up in the Catholic school system, I went to a Catholic school my entire life from preschool through graduate Where'd school. Where'd you go, Rich? So I went to Loras College in Dubuque, oh, and then uh, I went to Loyola for my MBA here. What about a high school? Uh, St. Francis in Wheaton. Wheaton. And then... Uh, so all three of my children went through St. Petronell in Glen Allen, mm-hmm. and then they moved on to Bennett Academy, and, all gra- and two of them graduated from there. One is still there. But back to your question is, uh, I said, how could I help? It was the corporate side, but I really knew the Catholic system, the Catholic Church, and Catholic parishes could help us. And so I went immediately to Bennett Academy and St. Petronell. So Greg Gersh, if you're out there listening, thank you, because he was huge. He gave Eric an audience of a father-son mass where there were 200 people there attending. You could have heard a pin drop. And then Father Melota at St. Petronel also gave him an audience to speak. And back then when no one knew them, that's where it's, those are things. The Catholic school system was big. And then Jim Collins of Loris College was also a big advocate of ours. And then Peter Groom of Fenwick, Loyola Academy. So all of those schools helped Get, their, get them off the ground. And so now it's just fascinating to see. They're, they're on Disney now, a Disney docuseries with Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner's got them going global in front of hundreds of millions of people. It's awesome. But I do want to thank, and you, Father Greg and Mark, who had us on years ago, you played a role in that as well. So all, I'm grateful, I'm thankful, and I appreciate all that the Catholic schools and parishes have done. Now, the thing is, in the last, you know, about eight minutes of the program, how can people, Eric, get involved? Uh, there are a number of ways that you can get involved with the base uh, Chicago. You can volunteer. You can make donations. Um, you can provide internship opportunities at your companies. You can come in and tell your story of success. You can come in and tell your story of failure. Um, all those things are helpful things for our kids. And to do that, you can reach out to uh, us at the base Chicago at www thebaseshy.org. Okay, now, um, spell it, Kate. Okay. Uh, www.thebase. The what's the next word? Shy, C-H-I. C-H-I. Oh. Dot org. Chicago. Okay. okay. Base shy. www.thebaseshy.org. And what about a phone number? Uh, 773 
373-368-8587. That number once again. 773-368-8587. I just think this is uh, this has been an incredible program. and I had one other question sure, if we have go. time. What about parents? How are parents connected to the program? <laughs> um, following the tradition of the Catholic schools, mm-hmm. when the child goes here, you go here too. Oh. And uh, part of what we do is we don't want our program to be a babysitting center. We want it to be a family center. Mm-hmm. And we want you to know us and we want to know you because we want to build a plan for our youth together. And what's amazing, Mark, is that when we first started, some of our parents were even youth. Oh. And uh, now we have a beautiful, trusting relationship. And uh, I'm excited to go to work every day because, one, there's a lot of work to be done, but a lot of work is getting done. God's will. And you're partnering with parents. To, a- absolutely. To save or change lives. Absolutely. Yeah. But now as you vision into the future, you've kind of you've been around since March of 17 for six years and a couple of months now. <coughs> so really you are still in your early, early years. As you look into the future, what are some of the hopes and dreams you yet to accomplish? Um, we want our kids going to better schools. We want better schools developed within the community so we don't have to search outside the community. We want kids and a voice to help uh, create better housing in the community. Of course, we want a safer community. Um, but placing our kids in leadership roles to tell their stories to really speak from their heart and their knowledge about what they know and improving their community because the base ultimately has to be about community development. And that's where we see this thing going. That's amazing. And also then for you, Rich, moving forward. So I think the biggest thing we talked about the facility, this facility is important to them. They need 10 to 15,000 square feet in West Garfield Park. That's what they're seeking. Classroom space as well as athletic space. So whether it's their building or somewhere else, that's what we're going to find. Would this building provide that space? Is it this big is enough? bigger than that. So yes, <laughs> definitely would provide that. It's a great spot if it works out. But that's what I envision. And then the other thing is just to draw as many people as possible in. Jeremy Renner's got them on, and I do want to plug him because he's a fantastic person, what he's done for the base and in including them in this docu-series. Now, how did he get originally involved? Maybe I missed it there. Uh, a gentleman that does our community engagement uh, <coughs> ran into him in California, and uh, Jeremy Renner was telling him about a program he was developing, renovations for Disney+. Plus. He told them about the base Chicago, and uh, he said he would have his team call the base. Uh, we were on a phone call with his team talking about what we did and, and what they hoped to do for this TV program. And then all of a sudden, this guy jumps on the phone and says, hey, I want to work with you guys. <laughs> and uh, he has been fabulous since that phone call. For the last three years, there hasn't been a time that we haven't talked, text, or connected. The only time that we didn't talk to Jeremy for any lengthy amount of time was when he was injured in his accident. Mm. And then he started calling and texting again, saying he's watching the social media. What are the kids doing? He is really a wonderful man. And, and I wanted to also thank other wonderful men and women that have helped us from St. Pat's, from Fenwick, from Loyola Academy, from Providence St. Mel. These locations, and in particularly St. Bennett's Fathers Club, have been instrumental Ben in the fine. success. Bennett, Bennett uh, Fathers Club have been instrumental in the success. 
You've talked the about Bay Chicago. You've talked about what inspires you, the joy you get out of it. It you know in a sense fires up. You know, Rich, you talk about being you know a chip on your shoulder, the underdog. But now in the work that you do with Bay Chicago, what there's a flip side of the coin here. <coughs> what frustrates you the most? I mean, for me, what frustrates me the most is fundraising. Yeah. Uh, it, it is difficult to, to, to be doing the work and then having to sell the idea that we're improving lives. And you stop improving lives just to go make money in the greatest, richest country in the world. I wish that a bag of money fell out of the sky so we could do the work. So then we wouldn't have to wake up and watch WGN or read the Tribune or sometimes to hear of these horrific things because we could fix a lot of these things with resources. Yeah. How about for you, Rich? Um, I think it's just um, trying to get the word out to people that, you know, they read a lot in the news on the bad things that happen. And what I want them to see more of is these kids, what I see, these kids that are tugging at my shirt, these little kids saying, thank you for helping us. And they're they're in general poor. Um, And so it's just trying to get people to see that and sometimes I even have friends that are like I'm not going down to the West Garfield Park and I said you don't understand you just need to come with me and go into the facility and meet these k- children I still think back what you said early in the program when on the board was the Christmas <coughs> wish list that's right and some young people saying as in beside wanting a bicycle wanting a laptop whatever I hope to be alive next year. That's right. And they're not saying that jokingly. And that was in writing in crayon. In crayon. I I should have taken a picture of that. That has stuck with me since day one, and I talk about it at our events. Um, So that's another part. That's just mind-blowing. For a child, I hope to be alive next year. We're talking from an 8-year-old, a 6-year-old, that the fear of every day of hopefully that I'll be around for tomorrow. So, again, Eric, one more time, a phone number that they can make maybe a contribution or, or help in some way. Thanks, Father Greg. Um, that's www.thebase, T-H-E-B-A-S-E, shy, C-H-I, dot org, www.thebaseshy.org. And a phone number. 773-368-8587. Thank you, Father Greg. Appreciate you having us on. Can I just We're mention sure. w- one thing? Because... My mother is a super fan of yours. She's in an independent living facility. She lives alone, and she watches you every Sunday. And she always she says to say hello. Her name's Carol Schultz. So hi, Mom. To Carol Schultz this Sunday for the TV television mass during the sign of peace. Carol, I'm going to wave to you. I'm waving to you, Carol, this, this Sunday sign of peace. We've got to sign off here. I want to thank in a very special way Rich Schultz and Eric Davis from Bay Chicago. I want to thank also work of Clint Cottrell. Clint Cottrell, and also to uh, Brian Hockey Hitman Brock. To our listeners, God bless all of you. Rich and Eric, this has been a phenomenal program. Thank you God so bless much. you, ministry. Amen. And thank, thank you all. every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media. 